Hello everyone and welcome to Queer Beats to Overanalyze and Get Anxious To. This is a bi-weekly music podcast that focuses on artists that aren't heterosexual and or cisgender. I'm your queer host, Ben Wayne, and I use he, they pronouns. Now, let's talk some tunes. While not intentional, we've got back-to-back British-based singer-songwriters, with this episode's focus being on singer-songwriter and poet Arlo Parks. Parks uses she-her pronouns and identifies as bisexual. She began recording and releasing music in 2018 through BBC Music Introducing, which is a radio program that focuses specifically on playing music from unsigned artists, which is pretty damn cool. I wonder if there are stations like that in the States? What do I know? She had actually been slated to start touring back in 2019, right before the world kinda shit the bed. While that sucks, and it did and has sucked for many people for many reasons, I think it allowed for her to focus on her debut album, which I think really resonated with people in ways that I think may not have had the vid not ruined most things, and continue to do so. Anyways, her debut album, Collapsed in Sunbeams, was released in 2021 to immediate acclaim. It's a beautiful, eclectic mix of tracks that muse on mortality, mental health, and love. What surprised me was that when the album released, she was 20 years old. I can confidently say I wasn't nearly as articulate, emotionally intelligent, or insightful as Parks is almost right out of the gate. There's an intimate vulnerability that one not only feels on a deep level, but with the way her voice has a soft intensity that's allowing us a small peek into the depths of her. At this point, I'm sure I'm a broken record, recommending every album I've highlighted, but I'm not really into highlighting or spending energy on albums or music I'm not a fan of. That being said, I absolutely recommend this album to anyone who wants to be hit right in the soul with haunting lyrics, soft musicality, and a gorgeous vocal sound that forces you to empathize. While I'm only taking a closer look into a handful of songs, I think this is an album that is best experienced in full. I feel that the weight of each song and the themes they explore complement and piggyback off one another in a deeply satisfying and somber piece overall. Now let's take a closer look into the songs Too Good, Caroline, Green Eyes, and Portra 400. Why Do We Make the Simplest Things So Hard opens our first song choice, Too Good, and it feels like the question of my life and choices. It's in our nature to overcomplicate and overanalyze things, so much so to a point of making it a hobby for yours truly. Though in this instance, These lyrics are aimed at a previous partner Arlo Parks had. I think it's a meditation on the perceived easiness a relationship is supposed to be if it's quote-unquote right for both parties. And no, don't take that to mean that a relationship is good if it's a constant struggle and fight. That's not too good either. Should be a balance. In this relationship, it seems very one-sided. Seen in the pre-chorus, you're too proud to tell me that you care, watching you trying to push away. Obviously, we don't know where this other partner is coming from, but there can be a myriad of reasons why this person isn't affectionate towards her. One could be internalized homophobia if the partner is queer, maybe afraid of outsized ostracization. This person could also have had bad relationships in the past, leading them to build up a lot of walls and defenses to protect their heart. But the problem is that the more one does that, the further they push out other people who are trying to love them. Like the lyrics, never use your words to show you care. On top of those issues, we go into the chorus of, I think you know it, too cool to show it, babe, you're so good, you're too good to be true. Parks may be conscious or unconsciously looking away from these issues of intimacy in an attempt to keep the relationship going. Plus, some of you may know that once you get into a relationship, and after a certain point, it's hard to look objectively at the pitfalls and issues that have mutated and festered. Only after the fact can we look back and realize how unhealthy and or not good the relationship was for one or all of the parties involved. 
Certain lyrics like the air was fragrant and thick with our silence and I let my pain out through the way that I sit are very evocative of where the relationship was at the time. Unhappy, not a lot of communication, little affection, and yet an almost grim obligation to stay together. What's more is that there was love in this doomed relationship. As we go into the outro we hear, sunspots in your eyes, dark green, you still mean the world to me. Just because a relationship wasn't good for those involved doesn't mean any of them are inherently terrible people. And that's another layer of pain. You genuinely care for this person, which makes it all the more difficult to disentangle from one another while still having that shared past. Now, I had to look this word up for our next song, Caroline. No, I didn't have to look up Caroline. Give me a little credit. I looked up the word sonder, which may or may not be an official dictionary word, but language is fluid and constantly changing. Anyways, I bring up sonder, which is described as the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own, because I feel like that's what this song encapsulates. According to the artist, she explains this song as an exercise in people watching and seeing things unfold without the full context. In the case of this song, she said she watched about 30 seconds of an argument between a couple happening out in the open. She took that and extrapolated what may have happened next. Parks has stated that this felt like a stream of consciousness retelling, like relaying the story to a friend after it happened. While this song sounds absolutely beautiful, there are a few lyrics I want to highlight because of how God damn good they are. And, pun intended, how poetic they are. In the first verse, Parks sings, Watched a fight between an artsy couple escalate, Strawberry cheeks flushed with defeated rage. That really crisply sums up so much with so little. Defeated rage. Such an interesting choice of words, but I think fits so well within the context of the song. We're being told the story of a couple that got into a public fight. I may not know much, but if a couple is openly arguing in public, things probably have not been going well for a while. With that, I would argue this isn't a new argument between them, and it isn't the first time that this has happened. So her cheeks are flush with defeated rage because she may know deep down that this will solve nothing and nothing good will come from this, and both points for both parties will fall upon deaf ears. The next poetic and profound lyric, in my opinion, is later in the song, after Caroline has left, and she sings, Shards of glass live in this feeling. Again, so perfectly painful and sadly beautiful in such a small amount of words. She's a goddamn poet, and I wish I could be half as good as her at some point. With the glass, I see this as the man desperately trying to keep the relationship together and trying to avoid this agonizing feeling of either a breakup or being upset with a partner. I could also see the threads connecting this song with the previous one we looked into. My reasoning for their link being the lyrics in the second verse with the man saying, maybe if you took a breath, you could hear me when I talk to you. And later on in the chorus of Caroline, I swear to God, I tried. I swear to God, I tried. That maybe this man and Parks in her previous song are trying to keep their relationships together. Even if the other person or persons have checked out, don't want to be involved, aren't in a place to be involved, or maybe stubbornly holding on to assumptions that's eroding the foundation of the coupling. And that's not to say the other person is completely innocent of the issues either. But I get the feeling that they are trying to keep things together, even if it may not be in the best interest for anyone involved. Now, this wouldn't be a queer podcast if I didn't cover at least one song about queer love and heartbreak, with this one being the song Green Eyes. In this song, Parks recounts a very short relationship she had with another girl. As much as we want to believe our culture has grown and evolved past this kind of bullshit, there are still places where queerness is seen as wrong, sinful, or a moral failing. This is also complicated by the added layers of internalized homophobia. 
According to Parks, she wanted the instrumentals and musicality to sound warm and more upbeat since the lyrics and vocals address heavier themes of the unfortunately common experience of painful queer love. She also stated that this song is meant to uplift and comfort those going through hard times. And I could see that in the chorus of some of these folks want to make you cry, but you got to trust how you feel inside and shine and shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, some people resent queers for exactly that reason. Queer people have a better understanding of who they are and or feel more comfortable bucking societal norms and living how they want to, as opposed to feeling like they have to live a certain way. What's interesting about this song is how she accepts the inevitable end to their relationship. As sung, of course I know why we lasted two months, could not hold my hand in public, and later sings, I can never blame you, darling. Because she knows how difficult it can be for some people, and in some places, to be openly queer. In this case, I think it's a bit of both. The lyrics felt their eyes judging our love and bang for blood, being the obvious external forces at work. But she highlights how damaging it can be when that judgment is internal. She points it out with, I wish that your parents had been kinder to you. They made you hate what you were out of habit. There's this intense push-pull of this person that wants to be with Parks and authentic, but internal and external pressures do everything in their power to squash this person from shining or being open and queer and happy. I'm not entirely sure why, but I get a sense of radical acceptance from Parks as she recounts this experience. It almost seems like she knew it was doomed from the start, but she still went through with it and doesn't seem too damaged by the relationship. And as was the intention of the song, there's a positivity that shines, pun intended, through and gives us, the listeners, a sense of hope and empathy for the internal struggle that this person had to, and probably still has to, deal with. With the last song of our picks, and the last song on the regular album release, Portra 400 is potentially titled as such after Kodak Portra 435mm film, which was often used for portraits. I'm not entirely sure if it still is. I don't really know a whole lot about photography. Anyways, of the song, Park stated she wanted it to feel like one that would play during the end credits of a coming-of-age movie, and once I read that, I could immediately imagine the song playing after a mid-90s indie flick. It feels fuzzy and the tiniest bit rough around the edges that gives a texture to the sound. While the lyrics deal with unhealthy coping mechanisms but tinges of optimism throughout, there are multiple refrains where she sings making rainbows out of something painful, in an almost literal sense, that's art of most kinds. It could also be the ability to take lessons and opportunities to grow out of mistakes, failures, or painful moments. But when it's immediately followed by getting fried is how I'm dodging gravestones, that warps the meaning and kind of undercuts the previous statement. Because now it could be using drugs to artificially make something pretty like rainbows to ignore or avoid the harsh or painful reality. What's unfortunate is that some people only have these substances to help them cope. And in that, there is a host of other problems that the quote-unquote cure can cause, which then creates a vicious cycle of repeating pain and rainbow chasing. They know this isn't a good fix. Look at the lyrics spiraling in bathrooms, tiles on cheek, telling me the drugs will only make me weak. Don't you think I know that? But the tragedy is that it's either too late and or it's the only way they can handle whatever traumas that are afflicting them. This may be the only way this person can get through day-to-day life and not end up under a gravestone through their own means. It's a beautiful song, a beautiful album. It's pretty heavy at times, but I implore you to give the entire thing a listen. But now it's time for me to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening, and please feel free to reach out with your own interpretations, opinions, or recommendations. You can find me on Instagram at QueerBeatsPodcast. I'm the most active on that and pick a song each week to highlight if you don't have time for a whole album. You can also send me an email to QueerBeatsPodcast at gmail.com. Remember to breathe, drink some water, and remind yourself how wonderful you are. I'll catch you next time. Take care.